Welcome to a Practical Idealist Podcast, aligning what is good with what is possible. I'm your host, Allison Bueller, and the focus on this show is real change for better health, home, and community. I've got a topic that every woman should be interested in today, your period. Why in the world we haven't figured this thing out by now is beyond most of us. But we've got a guest today that I've known since she was a young woman at our women's wellness retreat. You would have known she was going to do big things even as a young woman because she was already seeking out root solutions to big problems. Jenny is a woman who helps women ditch PMS in 90 days so that they can have a pain-free period. And she's gonna tell us how we can look at some of the root causes of, of our women's health issues today on the show. And that is something that is centrally, very central to my life. My first book was Rethinking Women's Health and I spent years trying to address root causes and find solutions for women's health issues. So I'm really excited to have her. If you've been following the show, you may have noticed a difference in the introduction. I began this program out of the nonprofit, the Homestead Education Center. We made the tough decision to close the actual center and keep the online facets of the nonprofit going so that I can care for my parents three days a week. Over the years, that nonprofit has raised $96,000 that went into local projects. And this year we are taking on a new one that I'm very excited to tell you about. 100 Women Who Care is a national organization with chapters all over the place. The concept is simple. 100 women give $100 once a year. That's $10,000. Everyone who gives into the fund meets for one hour once a year to vote on which local nonprofit projects to support. We started two weeks ago. We wanted to get 100 women, and we got over 235 within, I believe it was seven days. Our goal is to fund projects that help people make significant and effective changes in their health, their homes, and their communities. Our goal is to reach across political party, age, race, and any other imaginary lines to include every woman in our community. I call us the least exclusive club in town because we believe that together we can impact significant change. If you haven't signed up yet, please jump over to the website at www apracticalidealist.com. We'd love to have you. And if you aren't local, consider setting up a chapter where you live. And as always, you can support our ongoing projects at the JL King Community Center by making an affiliate purchase on our website. I just submitted a grant last week that would provide a summer program to help close the achievement gap exacerbated by COVID. I'm asking each of you to make one healthy or green swap for something you already purchased like garbage bags, shampoo, or makeup, skin regimens. Every company on the page is vetted, and a percentage of your purchase supports programs at the King Center, where the goal is creating pathways to prosperity. Every penny spent on the website goes directly into projects. I use these companies myself, and I believe in their mission. This month alone, we've made over $1,000 from Beauty Counter, one of the only EWG verified makeup and personal care companies. I just ordered my second countertime skincare set in two years. It's lasted an entire year 
and made me no longer hate pictures so much. Jump over to the website and check them out at www.apracticalidealist.com. And now on with the show. I'm going to have Jenny introduce herself to us and tell us a little bit about how she got into being what she calls a period coach. Welcome, Jenny. Hi, Allison. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for letting me chase you around today and find you to have you. <laughs> it's been a wild day. Um, but yeah, I'm looking really forward to this interview. Um, yeah, so like she said, I'm Jenny. I am a period coach. So I help women with PMS and period pain really help balance their hormones. And um, we do this through checking out the root causes and aligning your cycle um, to, you know, everyday tasks and your food and working with your body instead of against it. Yeah, that's a big one. Ooh, I, I, I fought my body for years and years. How did you get interested in doing this kind of work? I actually started just because my own periods were not very delightful. Um, I had period cramps and then I'd have all like the nasty PMS symptoms. Personally, I had tender breasts and the mood swings, some of that anxiety and depression that can come up before our period arrives in the latter half of our cycles. And, you know, I had tried a bunch of different things. I had talked to my healthcare provider at the time who told me, you know, that's just normal. That's just part of being a woman, which totally enraged me. Um, I took hormonal birth control for a little while, thinking that would fix it, and later learned that that just covers up symptoms instead of actually getting to that root and healing their hormones. And, you know, eventually I just started doing a bunch of research and self-study. This was actually around the time that you mentioned when I was um, involved at the Women's Wellness Retreat and was meeting all of these women who, you know, were immersed in nature and knew about all these different holistic products and ways of living. And I just thought, this cannot be, like, this can't be right. Like, there has to be another way, a new on this deep cellular level. So I just started doing a whole bunch of research and got my hands on any book, any podcast, like anything I could read. And the, I remember the first time hearing someone say, period pain is common, but not normal. And my world was mm -hmm. rocked. I was like, what do you mean? That I, after I learned how to heal, I, I gained some more formal education along the way. And then I learned how to heal my own hormones, get rid of PMS and period pain. And then after that, I was like, I've got to share this with people. Like everyone needs to know about this. Um, so yeah, that's what kind of pushed me forward. And I created Rhythm and Root and the... Um, Rhythm and Root course is, you know, helping people achieve those PMS and pain-free periods now. Yeah, there is. Oh, I can't wait to talk to you. There's so much about that. I mean, we just think that we're supposed to put up with this and you survive it. And you have root in the name of your business. And I want to talk about those root causes that you mentioned that women struggle with their menses. And I've been working on this with my daughter and how I talk to her. She's 11. And so we're starting into puberty and I'm really trying to be so careful about how I even set up 
you know, her changes and her period for her. It's not something that's just to be endured or, oh, it's going to suck and you're just going to have to deal with it every month. But to really reframe it from that early on and even earlier before she was in puberty to say that this is this is a beautiful thing. This is a life-giving thing. This is a gift and, and to really reframe it in her mind. And we address our own periods, you know, just as a nuisance. But how do we talk about what sets us up for a hard time? Yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, you know, I think it starts with just the stigma that's associated with our periods. Like you mentioned, we're, you know, a lot of us just grew up believing, oh, it's, you know, gross, periods are nasty, um, they're a pain, they're a nuisance, you know, all of those things. I can't do certain things on my period. Um, and then to add, you know, they're painful and, you know, they've been called all kinds of horrible names. Um, Unclean. But yeah, yeah, all of that. And so I think just even starting at the, you know, not take away the physical stuff, but even just starting with reframing how we even think about our menstrual cycles. Um, and I like what you said about, you know, it is this gift and it, it is incredible and it can be such a power source when we know how to use it. But unfortunately, that's not something we're taught. So I love that you're asking about this because it's, it's taking mothers and aunts and whoever else is in these young women's lives and sharing with them because they're not getting this sort of education in school. No one is talking about, oh, these are your different phases and your period is actually so cool. And, you know, this is what's happening in your body and all those different things. Um, so when when thinking about, so that's kind of the mental aspect that I'm like, okay, that needs to be addressed for a lot of people starting out. Um, but as far as physically and, and emotionally with some of the the shifts in hormones before our periods and then the breast tenderness and the cramps and the nausea and things that people feel. It is about getting to those root causes. And a lot of those stem from inflammation. So that's kind of the, the big, broad headline inflammation. But inflammation can be caused by... Um, it can be caused by dysregulations in our blood sugar. So if you're having those that roller coaster of blood sugar, if you're someone who gets hangry, you know, you probably need to add more snacks into your day and eating meals that are high in protein and fat to kind of balance everything else out. Um, so that's a big one. And, you know, inflammation is what causes the PMS headaches or the, the cramps because there is, um, there's something that we have called prostaglandins. And prostaglandins, we have, we have some good prostaglandins and we have some not so great prostaglandins. And whenever we are eating high inflammatory foods or we have really high estrogen um, or we're not you know, exercising in a cyclical way, then those not so good prostaglandins increase and that actually causes our uterus to spasm or can cause those PMS headaches. So inflammation, it's just the root of so many of our period problems. And, you know, that's from the food that we eat, a lot of it from the food that we eat. Um, so processed foods, you know, all these, I'd say just 
aiming for those whole foods, like real foods, you know, meat, no meat, whatever your preference, but just can I, like when you're looking at a package, you know, can, could I actually go throughout the rest of the store and find everything that's listed on the ingredients? Or are you looking at it going, what is that? Like, I, I don't even know where I could find that. Is that a, is that even a real thing? Um, so that's just kind of one way to, you know, in a busy world, help decrease some of that inflammation. Um, another root cause is that imbalance in our hormones. And that hormonal imbalance often looks like having too much estrogen in relation to our progesterone. And when that happens, we're not, a, we're not actually detoxifying that estrogen out of our body. And so we're left with just too much, too much estrogen. So that's the mood swings, the anxiety, um, the fatigue, the breast tenderness, all of that kind of stuff is associated with the excess estrogen. Um, so really helping to clear that from our bodies. Um, and then, I mean, I'm like, we could talk about this for an entire hour, <laughs> all the root causes, but basically it comes down to balancing your blood sugar, your gut health, making sure those endocrine disrupting chemicals, like you're avoiding those. You talked about at the beginning of this recording, um, you mentioned like checking out clean products. So not only are those good for our environment, but they're better for us. Um, so we're, we're not adding in yeah. endocrine disrupting chemicals, which do exactly like they say, they're toxins in our body and they disrupt our hormonal pathways. So I know that was kind of a long winded answer, um, but that's kind of the basics of getting to the root causes. Well, that is, a, I mean, it is a lot. And I think people go, oh my gosh, how can I fix all those things? And we're gonna get to that. But I wanna summarize very clearly Painful periods, like you say, are common, but not normal. And so, you know, there are cultures where that's, it's really not, it, up until recently, hasn't been common for women. And I know in Japan, everybody thought that it was so strange that people didn't have, um, they, they didn't go through very bad cycles of menopause. And painful periods are maybe less common in a lot of cultures. But if you look at the root causes, we're talking about what we're putting into our body, what we're putting on our bodies and what we're exposed to environmentally and then also exercise. Would you say that's a good summary of the, the components? Yeah, exercise and then also our, you know, nourishing our adrenals, so your stress levels. Mm, yes, really yes. managing that stress. And we all experience stress. You know, we live in a modern world, but finding those ways to actively tell your body, you're okay, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, take a little break. Um, is really going to help you out in a lot yeah. of ways, but definitely for our periods. Yeah, and it, it is overwhelming because our, it shows you how out of whack we are. We've got food, you've got lifestyle, you've got, um, you know, environment. And so how do we begin to start picking away at those things? Yeah, I think for a lot of people, food is a main focus and the place where they usually start and where I start most clients with. Because you're right, it can be overwhelming. It's like, take all these things out of your house. Eat all these things, don't be stressed. You know, it's like, come on, like, you gotta get real um, or it's never gonna happen. So, you know, starting with your food and being aware of 
like you said, what you are putting in your body. Is this going to nourish my body? Um, you know, or is it something processed? Like there's a lot of ways, and I work with people on this, of because being busy comes top of mind of everyone. Like, oh, I can't cook meals. Oh, I, I can't have this prepared because I have too much going on in life. Um, and really finding ways that food doesn't have to be complicated. Your meals don't have to be some drawn out thing. But focusing your plate on, you know, eating more green vegetables having some protein, amping up your fats, and I'm talking about those good fats like, you know, avocado and olives and nuts, things like that. Um, so I always tell people, if you imagine a plate, half of it being vegetables, whether it's cruciferous veggies like cauliflower and broccoli um, or kale or a big salad, but just half of your plate of that, a quarter of it being whatever protein you want to eat, and then a quarter of it being fat, which is not how we probably grew up or how I at least grew up thinking that a meal, a plate should look like. You know, it's always like a whole lot of protein, uh, starchy something, uh, you know, maybe a side salad or a few green beans, um, but really switching how you even just layer your plate can be a really easy way to get started and know that your meals don't have to make sense. Yeah, I love that. That's a good visual image. For us, I think with my, my family and my kids, we started by adding in rather than taking out. And so just adding a salad a day, adding my green smoothie that my kids still to this day don't get their phone unless they drink that thing and then out the door. So adding in before you take out, because you'll start to notice that you're you're full and you don't crave those other things so much if you add in first. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, with that mentality, adding in. And that's where I start as well. Just like if you can get half of your plate of vegetables, I mean that will definitely fill you up and you're getting all that good fiber and um, it's really going to help you out there. So re reducing inflammation by choosing healthier foods. And, but what does that do to your hormones when you start increasing healthier foods? Well, it affects your body overall and our menstrual cycles are, you know, they're like that report card at the end that's saying, Hey, each month, like, this is how you did. So I like to think, you know, if you're, um, now this isn't for everyone, but if you've had those painful periods or PMS and then you've switched the diet, you've kind of changed things out, you know, if it's working, if at the end you're like, wow, that period was so much easier or I didn't want to scream at my husband and kids for, you know, that, that hour over something ridiculous. Um, so it works in your body. It, it, most of us are not eating enough vegetables. So if you take that in particular, um, it's they're jam-packed with fiber, so it's going to help flush out any of that excess estrogen that I was talking about that could be floating around mm -hmm. in there. Um, adding, you know, flax seed is a great way, or chia seeds into your diet. So I always recommend just throw talking about adding something in instead of taking it out, throw flax seeds on your smoothie or your salad or on top of a soup, freshly ground. Um, you hardly, I mean, it tastes delicious, but you probably won't even notice it anyway. And is a really good way to get your digestion going so that you can eliminate 
any toxins that may have built up and probably have built up because you live in the 21st century. Um, and then, you know, the, the other 25% of the plate, the fat and the protein, protein's going to help stabilize your blood sugar, which is going to stabilize mm-hmm. your mood. Um, and it's going to prevent that roller coaster of the blood sugar, which then spikes the estrogen as well. So it's all connected. Um, it's all inter- intricately connected. But yeah, I love to, you know, that that your period arrives and that's your report card for, hey, how'd we do this month? That I mean, it is so true. I know when we go on vacation, I just say, you know what? Life is short. I'm just going to eat what I want. I'm not going to worry about it on vacation because I'm pretty conscious of it most of the year because I had such a hard time with hormones and, and different female issues. And I, and I love that reward. But I know when I go on vacation and I have that great big blow it out two weeks or whatever, one week weekend, I know that when my report card comes, I'm going to pay for it. And most of the months I say it's just not worth it. I'd rather make the good choices throughout. Book club usually throws me because my book club members are very good cooks. And so I usually have to just go ahead and eat something there. But, but you know, you do, you do, um, your body wants to be in balance. And so when you make these changes, like you're saying, 30 days later, you're going to know, you're going to notice. Yeah, absolutely. And I work off of, a, you know, in 30 days, yes, a lot of change can happen. In 90 days, which is what I work off of, one, you've had, you formed a lot of, really good habits Mm -hmm. or um, broken some things that maybe weren't supporting your body in the best ways. And you can also really see that change even more. Um, That's kind of three months is kind of the standard of, okay, you've started some type of protocol and you're going to see that change later. Um, But yeah, things like vacation, holiday time, you know, we just had Thanksgiving last week coming up on, you know, Christmas and New Year's. And um, I think it's, I think January is supposedly the month where people have the worst periods. <laughs> and, you know, some people are like, whoa, like, how can a whole month? I'm like, if you think about it, you know, it's all the yeah, sweets yeah. and maybe the stress of being with family or not being with family. Um, and the travel, it's just you add everything up. And it's this, you know, perfect storm to um oh and not just periods i mean you see yeah not just periods you see massive amounts like i'm in the vulvodynia support group for i i no longer have that because i fixed root causes that cause that but these poor women i mean they're suffering like crazy right around christmas and years and you you just want to say it put put two and two together i do want to talk a little bit about all the estrogen mimickers and why we're so almost every female now is high in estrogen in the Western world. Can you talk about where that's coming from? Not just food. I mean, it is coming from food, but where else is that coming from? And and what are those those mimickers and, and why are they wreaking havoc on our bodies and our, our daughter's bodies? Yeah, so definitely found in food, but also in our personal care products, your makeup, our cleaning products, the air that you breathe, the water you drink, the clothes that you wear. I mean, they are found everywhere. Um, and yeah, just, you know, I think bringing awareness, you mentioned the EWG, that's a app that I love yes. to use. It's the Environmental Working Group. 
which is a wonderful place. So for food, I know you said not even specifically food, but there is they have a whole list of the clean 15 and the dirty dozen when it comes to food of like, you know, these things are actually okay if you don't buy them organic. You know, and these things are are, you know, you really probably most likely should not eat them unless you can't afford to buy them organic. Um, mm -hmm. And that's just because, you know, food, long time ago, our grandparents, it was grown in the ground and these healthy soils and these microbes and everything did its part. And um, now we have monocultures, so growing plants just singularly so big rows of corn or big rows of tomatoes or whatever it is um and you know using the pesticides and the herbicides and all these kind of things to make it easier for growing in large quantities but we're not stepping back and recognizing how that's affecting our bodies you see how it changes mm -hmm. the top dollar but you know you pay for your health now or you pay for it later right so um yeah, that, that's where we're seeing a lot in food. Um, as far as our personal care and cleaning products, same things. Um, there are, we're using different chemicals that are going to get things squeaky clean, even Clorox or something like that, that is, you know, going to get things extra clean. Like we're just, we're so clean obsessive here and I understand we're in the day of, COVID. And so that is, that is heightened. Um, but there's so many ways we can use natural products that have been used for a long, long time um, that we're not going to be breathing in or taking a shower in. Think about that hot water that's steaming whatever you have sprayed on your shower or the makeup you're putting on mm. the largest organ of your body every single day. Um, so just being really mindful of what is in those products. So back to the EWG, they have an app for um, skincare. So you can, I mean, you can download, you can go around your house and just click the barcode, take a picture of the barcode, and it'll bring up their scale of, you know, how clean it is, like truly clean, um, less toxins and chemicals and things like that versus products that are laden with these chemicals that we're consuming. So all of these, no matter where it's from, your water, your personal care products, what you eat, it's all affecting our hormones in the same way. And there's actually a few different ways that endocrine disrupting chemicals work. And one of them you mentioned, which is when they come in to our bodies and they mimic our natural, you know, for instance, estrogen. Right? So then our body is perceiving that we have all of this excess in estrogen. Um, and so we've gotta we've gotta get that out of the body with these chemicals. And then it's just getting worse and worse over time. Yeah. And the United States does not I think we have like thirteen banned and um, the EU has oh thousands of chemicals banned and so we just don't do a lot of testing on these things and we're, we're using them every day and all over our our kids and all over our homes and so when your body is taking that in at such a large level it's just hard for the body to maintain balance and so when you become aware of those things you know when you know better you you do better you choose better Mm, absolutely yeah and no shame if you're using something and you thought it was great or you've been greenwashed. Oh my gosh, some of those products that I check on my EWD app, 
I thought they were good. They are they are totally greenwashed. So you really do have to you have to know what's in things. Careful because marketing can be extremely deceiving. Being just being highly aware and educating yourself and yeah, it takes a little bit more work, but once you start down the rabbit hole, usually you can't stop. <laughs> Well, and you get results. That's what's so, I mean, the, the things that I have freed myself of by making these changes, it, it makes it worth it. I want to just end real quick before we tell people how they can find you to do some more work. But the first step is knowing what is causing these problems and knowing that actually you can fix them. And the second thing is actually putting those practices into place, which is why you are a coach. And so most people just can't do that on their own. It's very hard. You try, you fail, you try, you fail. And so I I really encourage people who want to learn more to contact you. But I want to end a little bit before we, I want to talk a little bit before we end about stress and exercise, that piece of it as well. Stress and exercise can both play a really big role in our hormonal health and our periods and just our overall health in general. Um, but, you know, our our body doesn't know the difference now between a bear chasing you and, you know, sitting in traffic or the babysitter being late. Your brain says that's stressful and it's trying to protect you. So in this world where there are stress triggers everywhere that aren't actually, you know, aren't physically going to harm us, um, we have to tell our bodies that it's okay, that we're safe. And so managing that stress, when we have high stress, we have, um, we have spikes in cortisol. Cortisol fights for a hormone called progesterone, which a lot of us are deficient in anyway. And, you know, cortisol wins every time, unfortunately. So in short, more stress equals worse periods and hormonal health and higher anxiety, depression, and things like that. So finding how you can de-stress. You know, this doesn't have to be a massage or, you know, something fancy, um, but even just like taking a bath or taking one minute to do some deep breathing or just, you know, speaking your mantra of I am safe, I am healthy, I am, you know, whatever it is for you, because that's really going to impact your health and wellness and, you know, mental and physical and all of it combined. And as far as exercise, um, you know, we all we all have different bodies that have different needs and energy levels, but I find that a lot of people who want to lose weight um, that's typically their their main goal is I'm going to lose weight or maybe even help someone with anxiety, you know, to get a lot of exercise out. They'll do that like high intensity interval training and you're getting your heart rate up and down and up and down, running sprints, you know, doing things like that, which is actually not great for our female hormones. Um, most of the studies about exercise um, and a lot of the fad diets as well have been done on men and menopausal women because we have cycles and we have these fluctuating hormones and that's just too much to take into account when you're trying to find research and figure out what works. But it's being applied to everyone. So we read this study or you know whatever about how you need to follow this routine and get up every day at 6 a.m. and do this high intensity interval training and, you know, uh, do a long fasting. You're not eating until lunch. You know, all these things that are really not geared towards 
female bodies. So um, I like to help clients work with their cyclical rhythm. So we have four phases of the menstrual cycle. This would be a whole nother rabbit hole um, that I could talk about another time. But in the menstrual phase, you know, when you're on your period, doing more low impact exercise. Um, so things like yoga and just really good walking, kind of lower intensity. As you end your period and you're going towards ovulation or the midpoint of your cycle, kind of amping up some of that movement. This is a good time for the, the long runs or the mountain biking or that high intensity interval training, um, you know, dancing it out in your kitchen, whatever it is to get your heart rate up and down. And then in the latter half of your cycle, so that week or two before your period, toning it back down again. It's really good for strength training, um, but not, or swimming or, you know, things like that, but not anything that's going to, you know, exert too much energy, which then puts you in a state of energy depletion and is not great for your cycles as well. So it's really just tuning into your bodies. Most most women, when they find this out, they start noticing these shifts like, oh, yeah, I really didn't want to go to that workout class where I'm just like totally exhausted afterwards. And what do you know, my period showed up three days later. So even just kind of marking some of that down, because if you don't write it down or you're not aware of it, you won't get to see those patterns. Um, so tuning into those different shifts, those different shifts and those patterns of energy, creativity, you know, all of that. Yeah, and there's, oh, that's a whole nother podcast we'll have to do again. Once you, once you quit fighting it, and you know, you, I mean, and that's what we do. I mean, gosh, that's what we're taught to do. Just take the mind all, keep going. You know, yeah, we, don't we don't even get a day off, day off. you know, to just yeah, maybe just take, it take it easy. That might have been all you needed. But no, we just take the take the drug, keep pushing, keep going like nothing's wrong and 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 wonder why we're why we're exhausted. So I'd, I'd love I'd love to talk to, to you about that sometime. But what do you notice when people do this? Like some of your clients that have been through your program, what do you see? What do they learn? What do they see? Yeah, so um, a lot of them, or most of them, the physical symptoms are a big part. So they no longer have those mood swings or the breast tenderness or the anxiety, the fatigue, the cramps, you know, all of those symptom pieces. But then they also notice things that they're like, oh my gosh, you didn't tell me I would have more energy or, you know, I would actually be more productive because I was working differently during each phase um, or just loving life more, not waking up and feeling like, oh my gosh, I gotta, I have to press snooze again because I'm just exhausted. I can't get out of day, out of bed or you know the late afternoon slump that a lot of people have. And another piece that can feel so good to people is just that permission, like telling yourself it's okay to slow down. It's okay to mm -hmm. take a break. You know, it's okay to say, "Hey, can we reschedule XYZ? This is just not going to work with me right now." Cuz when we force ourselves to show up to something that is not feeling aligned and well with our soul and our bodies it's really obvious you know we don't we don't perform our best or we're not you know we're not optimizing our cycles so those are the main things people notice those physical symptoms totally shifting but then also just that lightness 
and um, energy that has, you know, gone through the roof. They feel like, you know, human again. Right. And just, and just, I think so many women, we just live kind of half lives and we think that's just what it is. So I'm so thankful you shared kind of a crash course in what you do with us today. And I'd like to end with two things. If you could just tell us, maybe for somebody who's curious but not ready to take the leap yet, what's a book you recommend? And then secondly, if they are ready to kind of move into this, how can they find you? Yeah, I love this question. So um, I'm like looking back at my bookshelf like, oh gosh, which one? There's so many. There's so, <laughs> Good so many and so great. Um, someone that I have learned from and who's just wonderful is Lisa Hendrickson Jack. She she has a podcast called Fertility Friday. Covers, you know, all different types okay. of topics from um, fertility awareness method to, you know, painful periods to PMS to, you know, all all things related to menstruation. Um, but she also has a book called The Fifth Vital Sign. And it's a wonderful Ooh, book. I have not read that. Oh, yeah. It's great. Um, maybe it came out last year or a couple of years ago. But um, yeah, The Fifth Vital Sign by Lisa Hendrickson Jack. She goes through how to start charting and keep track of your cycle because that's for a lot of people. They're like, well, I don't know. I don't know when my period's going to show up. You know, I don't know where I am. And you have to, you know, be aware of where you are to learn, oh, okay, this is how I'm feeling every single month at this time because you'll notice it. I promise you mm -hmm. will. Um, so she has a really good book uh, for anyone who's just interested in coming off the pill as well. She has a, or any type of hormonal birth control. She has a section there. She talks about food. So that's a really good um, resource for people who want to jump in and start reading something or listening to something today. Um, and then I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching and I also have a, um, I have a course called Rhythm and Root which helps people get rid of PMS and period pain in 90 days. So that is a self-paced course. So you're able to, you know, hop on, you have lifetime access, you go through the modules on your own. Um, and then I have group coaching calls where you can pop in and ask any of any of those questions that you have from there. Um, but also just if you want to binge any free content, Instagram is where I spend most of my time um, really sharing about hormones and how to really optimize your life. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. And I'm going to put links to all of that in the show notes on the website so you can find Jenny. But this is such a... such. such an important thing. And I hope that especially those of us who even if we don't do it for ourselves, that we'll really look at that for the next generation of women to show them that it, it doesn't have to be painful. It is a gift. It is beautiful. And how do we tap into that and, and give give the next generation the resources they need to really live a full, a full life? Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you, Allison. I enjoyed it. <laughs>